0: Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track, while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. What's up, my friend? Welcome to another episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, and I help athletes all over the world elevate their performance on the track and in life. And today, we are going to talk about how to structure a practice. Now, throughout my travels all over the world, I've dropped in on many a practice, and some of them are phenomenal, some of them are disorganized, some of them are an outright chit And so I thought that it would be helpful, especially for up and coming leagues or brand new trainers to have a framework around how to structure a practice so that it's most beneficial for the members of your team. Now, I actually before I became a personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist, once upon a time, Chrissy Crash was a teacher. And I actually went to school to be a uh, multiple subjects teacher, which means between the ages of K through 12. And I learned a lot about creating lesson plans. And I'm so glad that I did because I feel like I brought a lot of that planning and understanding of how to scaffold things into my training as I became a roller derby athlete. And then obviously, you know, through all of my personal training, training, I learned a lot about how to properly like stress the body, when to stress it, for optimal performance. So hopefully for those of you that are trainers out there, this is a helpful tool for you to use and a framework and structure for you to have as you make your practices in the future. So according to Chrissy Crash, there are two, four, six, eight pieces. That's right, eight pieces of building a kick-ass practice for your team. And we're gonna go over each of those pieces. Now, the first piece is how do we get our team warmed up? Now, I have seen a lot of practices where we'll go like directly into like a static stretch when everyone's cold and they just start like touching their toes and stuff like that. I personally believe that warming up the body dynamically, meaning through movement, is a really great way to get the body warm. Whereas static stretching is typically something we wanna do once the body has already kind of warmed up. Okay, because otherwise your muscles are like cold and they're not very bendy. So you want to start off your practice with some sort of a dynamic warm up. Now, I'll go ahead and put the dynamic warm up that I have all of my clients do inside of Crash Question Transformation. I'll put the link to that dynamic warm up in the show notes in case you want to use it with yourself, your team, before your workouts, before your practices, all that stuff. So typically dynamic warm up means running through some sort of movements, whether it's like walking lunges squatting movements, something to get the body moving, something to get the heart going, but that's not so intense that you're gonna damage your system, okay? Typically, you'll do about 30 to 45 seconds per movement just to get everything nice and warm. Now, you can do these on or off skates, okay? Once you've done a dynamic warm up, typically, I will give people the second portion, which is the time to do a little bit of static stretching. If people feel they have something that's tight that maybe needs to be worked out a little bit now that it's warm, this is a really great time to do that. So step one is getting that dynamic warm up in. step two is getting an optimal static stretching. This is also a good time to do mobility. Maybe your whole team needs to work on some hip openers. Now is the time to do that. Now, the third thing is to come into some kind of a skill. So, I personally, I like building off of a scaffolding of going skill, skill and drill, adding opposing players, building to jams. Okay, so once again, that is skill, skill and drill, adding opposing players, and building to jams. So whatever skill it is that you're working on. So let's say you're going to be working on tracking the jammer, right? The end goal that we want to get to is having a wall that can move really well laterally, that's able to stay together. And we want to make sure that that wall can move laterally to block that Juki jammer, right? So the skill that would be inside of that would be those lateral movements. So however it is, whether you're gliding laterally, whether you're shuffling laterally, you'll want to work first on that skill individually. So, You can go ahead and have your team for, you know, maybe 30 seconds, et cetera. Going from side to side, you can be calling out lanes. Maybe you want everyone to go to lane one. Now everyone goes to lane three. Now everyone goes to lane two, four, et cetera. So moving them just individually in that skill. Okay. this is a great time to talk about and walk through body mechanics. So if there's specific ways that you want to teach people to be moving their body so that over time, those movements become automatic, this is a really great time to do that because there's no one else around to mess them up. From there, we go from skill to skill and drill. And what that means is maybe we're gonna add in a buddy that we'll be doing this with. So for example, let's use lateral movements again. So this is a time where you can then work on, for example, your entire team moving laterally together so that they can stay you know, close to each other. Maybe you wanna add in a brace at this point so that person can work on moving laterally with them. So this is starting to dynamically add in a little bit of complication as we add some other people into the situation. Okay, now from there, we'll add in some opposing players. So adding in opposing players could look like, for example, we may add in a jammer to start, right? And maybe the jammer is gonna go very low, like 20%, just to have the, the blocker start to practice tracking back and forth with that jammer. You can increase the challenge as you go, and then obviously eventually let the jammer have at it. And then from there, We can add in that opposing, maybe the offense and add in the rest of the pack. And this is where we're building into a jam. So from here, we can now move into putting two packs on the track or maybe just, you know, a couple of offensive blockers. But moving into the point where you can then start running some two minute jams near the end of practice where your team is now practicing that specific skill inside of gameplay cohesively. Okay, now this is the primary bulk of sort of the the skill strategy area that you're going to be working on within your practice. And then from there, once practice is sort of finished in terms of the skill building pieces, this is a really great time to add in either on skates endurance. This is a good time to add in maybe you want to do some off skates strength training. The reason why I suggest putting this at the end of practice is because you don't necessarily want to burn out your players before they're going into a practice so that you've got people with wobbly legs, things like that. So I like saving that stuff for the end. I also think doing it at the end is a really, really great way mentally to train because obviously at the end of practice, you know, you might be a little bit more tired, you might be ready to go home. And so if you're just having to do some gnarly, maybe like sprints and slides and all that stuff, when your brain is ready to go, then this is a great time to work through that mental strength of how is it at the end of a game when you're tired and you've got those last jams and you need to be doing really well. And then from there, you can move into a static stretch, some kind of either off skates on skates, but just getting everybody nice and cool down so that they are ready to go home. Now during that static stretch time is also a really great time to review anything that you need to review as a team. So once again, this basically goes dynamic warm up, a little bit of static stretching or mobility into skill, skill and drill, add opposing players, build to jams, and then some kind of strength training or endurance, followed by a static stretch off skates where you can review everything that you went over. So I hope that this is helpful for all my new trainers out there. Having practices that leave skaters feeling better at roller derby is an incredible thing to be able to do as a trainer, knowing that you have brought them skills that they feel like they're getting better because ultimately at the end of the day, we want everyone leaving practice feeling successful. And this is a really, really great way to be able to do that. Now, again, I will go ahead and put the dynamic warm-up link right inside of the show notes you can check it out there and you know like i always say here at crash course life is a contact sport and those who touch the most lives win. so if you know a trainer who could use a structure like this who's trying to figure out how to build practices please share this with them share this with your league and i will catch y'all on the flip side see ya